What's up, Cardboard Nation? Happy Halloween! <laughs> get it away, get it away, get it away! Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. I don't think we've ever had one on a Halloween before. I would have remembered, I think. Statistically, no, since we've been doing the show, what, four years now? Right. Which means even with two leap years, it would be uh, six six days of the week, not seven. So, yep, this should be our first. So, happy Halloween. Do we have the tricks or do we have the treats? Whew, it's hot under there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Robert instant, Trang, your host, that guy, Ivan Lovegren. You know him, you love him. Uh, we're bringing you the hobbies. News, notes, nuggets, box breaks, new product releases, guest happenings, little knowledge and entertainment along the way. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Hanging out here in Southern California where it got to a, a freezing cold, like 62 degrees last night overnight. So Damn, I'm all how did you up. survive? You know, I can't remember when the last time I did this show wearing socks was. And, uh, well, I, I thought you were going to say pants. Uh, that too. Normally I'm in shorts of one variety or another. So, but, uh, but happy Halloween. Uh, hopefully, uh, my wife will have some cute pictures of the kids from preschool that I can bug all of y'all with on my Twitter at watch the breaks. Um, but Hey, we've got a great show for you tonight here. Um, some special guests, some really exciting things, some box breaks, but before all of that, I want to tell you about our Twitter poll of the week. Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll. And why did I say Twitter poll? Because you got to go to twitter.com slash go GTS Live to uh, vote in the poll. And it's also a little hidden trick so that you follow us there, not just so we get more followers, um, really so that you can enter to win all of our contests today. So, Rob, this week's poll of the week is who was the World Series MVP? Uh, before you answer that, for the hobby. Bryce Harper. Uh, not for the hobby memes, for the hobby in general, I believe was the intent of that question. Um, Bryce Harper. But you are right. The four options, or well, the three options are Nationals players, starting with Steven Strasburg, Juan Soto, Anthony Rendon, and then four other. Um, but uh, other only got 4% with a couple of Kendricks and a couple of Adam Eaton's. Anthony Rendon got 16%, edged out by Steven Strasburg at 17%. But of course, as would be expected, Juan Soto dominating the poll with 62%. Is that right, though, Rob? Is that accurate? Bryce Harper. Um, That's fair. Actually, James threw me a curveball because when we talked about, about this, poll, this poll, I thought it was just going to be more related to the series and then as compared to the hobby because my question was after i found out strasburg was named the mvp um and full disclaimer i didn't watch a single inning of the world series <laughs> perfect so, time to share opinions <laughs> um so if if stevens if the so steven strasburg was the world series mvp d did did a lot of people agree with that? I mean, were they cool with that, given everything Juan Soto had done? Or what about the clutchness of, of Kendrick, you know, to lock it up? I mean, it seems like you could have gone a few different ways. And based on 
who was the World Series MVP for the hobby with Soto. I was still surprised to see Strasburg uh, get the overall MVP. But, I mean, <laughs> this kid is, he's only 21, right? Oh, yeah. He's super young. Just turned I mean, 21 during the uh, playoffs here. Yeah. So, like, what, a decade ago, he was, like, what, in, like, fifth grade? I mean, it's, like, crazy because, uh, wow, this kid has a huge upside. And this team is mm -hmm. super stacked with young talent. I mean, let's not forget this team also has Victor Robles. Seriously? So, um, congrats to the Washington Nationals. Um and, uh, or I mean, yeah, not well, the Montreal Expos, the Washington Nationals, yes. And I would like to add to that question, if we're talking about the hobby MVP, well, if Steven Strasburg was the MVP, I am curious, he has one of the most storied cards in the hobby, uh, in modern hobby years, um, just because there is some pretty good story around it in his original Bowman Chrome Superfractor. Uh, there's uh, been numerous blogs written chronicling the history of this card. Um, and it was originally sold, uh, one of the highest sales of the time for $16,400 back in May of 2010. Uh, and then sold again, literally because the collector that won it got so much negative messages, so many negative messages from others in the hobby for paying that much for a card he felt the need to sell it and get rid of it for his own sanity, which is a little disappointing, but 2010, um, have fun. Well, the so, other interesting thing about Strasburg as it relates to the hobby back in 2010, he was the first player that started the whole retail chase as well. I mean, people were looking for blasters of that, not only in big box stores, but, you know, hey, I found some at this sporting goods store. And, you know, other people going, oh, I found them at, you know, this Dollar Tree. I couldn't even believe, mm -hmm. you know. It was crazy, the the retail chase that he generated, yeah. which we've kind of seen become a regular thing now. But he really was the impetus for that. Yeah. Well, and Rob, do you remember then, Brian Gray actually ended up buying the card for $21,000 yep. and creating sort of the, the first repack product built around a prospect, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a, that's a, if not the first, certainly one of the first, but certainly yeah. the highest of profile repack products that had ever been done to that point. Yep. And then the card was on display at the National at one point, and the collector that pulled it from that Leaf repack actually wanted to do a raffle for charity, which is interesting, and you'll see why later. Um, but due to issues associated with running a raffle, it ended up holding onto it. So lots of interesting history with Steven Strasburg in the hobby. I'd bring up all that just to say with that detailed storied history, I wonder what that superfractor is worth now that he is a World Series MVP, which I know three years ago you probably would have laughed at if I'd have told you that would happen. Oh, I know. I mean, especially, you know, he'd, he'd gone through some injuries and a lot of people thought that, you know, he'd never live up to the hype. Well, yeah, nine years later, World Series MVP. So there you go. Um, very interesting. You know, this this strange thing we call the hobby, all sorts of uh interesting things to pay attention to well our guest tonight is jimmy mahon who you guys may know as kentucky cards we're going to bring him on in a few minutes uh with an amazing story about a just 
killer 101 card he pulled and what he's going to be doing with it. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of detailed notes and hobby happenings. Mm-hmm. Box breaks tonight are going to be, uh, lo and behold, we got a hefty package from Tops today, and I had, like, no idea what it was. And I opened it up, and I forgot that this was releasing uh, Tops Art of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trading card set. So there's <laughs> a complete set in here, plus... Wow. One autograph and one sketch card guaranteed. So we'll bust this open, check out the auto and the sketch, but we're going to award uh, one person this entire box just as it is. You want to know what's uh, funny, Rob? Uh-huh. I actually came home today to a giant package from Tops as well. Pretty big package. And I don't know if you saw on social media last week, I pointed out a competitor's box cutter and said, man, I wish that I could open these tops boxes with that. Well, then I got this giant box. I thought maybe I'll have a box or two to open. Maybe they threw in something extra. Um, and they did. They threw in a T-shirt. So thank you, Tops. Um, but yeah, I got a I got some tops today, too. So, you know, I don't always get stuff. So it was a big package filled with a T-shirt and a box cutter. Yeah, it was like this big. Nice. Pretty, pretty fun. Well, at least they were listening. Oh, uh, totally. The other box breaks we have tonight, I was hoping we'd get this uh, last week, but uh, Tracy didn't have his because of the Friday release date on this, but we've got Prism NFL Football. And check it out. A full box with two minis inside of the always popular, if you like die cut, Relic cards, triple threads from tops. That's awesome. All right. Very cool. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight, but don't forget to go to twitter.com slash go GTS live and follow us and make sure you also retweet the pinned Periscope tweet of the broadcast. If you want a little hidden secret for those of you watching right now, that's a bonus entry. That's a bonus entry to win prizes. All right, well, let's bring on our guest. You know him as Kentucky Cards on Twitter. He has a real name, though, and it is Jimmy Mahon. Jimmy, welcome to GoGTS Live. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of your schedule to join us. What's going on, fella? Man, I am thrilled to be on here. I've listened to y'all so many times, riding around, doing my (laughs) job. It is fantastic to be on here with you guys. Well, we really appreciate you taking a few minutes. I've been following a very interesting story. Um, It was just amazing that you had been able to document this whole thing on film from the very beginning. But so I'm not I'll cue it up, but you tell us the story. So you, you got yourself a box of Prism draft picks, basketball. And what happened? So. It's a bit ironic that a Kentucky fan had this happen to him, especially after I, I was at the game last year when Duke beat us by about six or 7,000 points in Indianapolis. But, <laughs> but I, I'm sitting there, and I, I usually go on my Instagram, which, you know, it's Kentucky basketball cards or, or on Twitter. But usually on Instagram, I open cards. I, I don't really sell or trade on there. It's just for fun, just for the joy of the hobby. And I'm sitting there, and I get to the last box. I bought uh, five boxes. My wife was recording it and and doing the live stream, and I get down to the last box and I open a pack and I see the the autograph. It's upside down, you know, in the in the prism draft, 
and it's uh, Hachimura to five, and it's fantastic. And I'm like, this is great, guys. And I hold it up, and I'm like, beautiful, nice hit. I mean, great hit. It's like a case hit in the five boxes. And I look down, and I see two different faces looking back at me. And it's the back of the card. And I'm like, wait a second. There's only one autograph per pack. And it's Zion and R. Not when you hit that case hit, apparently. Right. right? Another case hit. And... And it says one of one. And it, if you've seen the video, I kind of start to lose the motor skills. Like processing doesn't go so well. Uh, <laughs> and and it's, there it is. A black one of one dual autos on and RJ. And I just am kind of losing it because I'm kind of primarily the collector and the consumer rather than the flipper type. And I just go straight home alone. People started making memes and and stuff of that and posting it on my account it it was nuts and um and then i was like well i have to i have to grade this and and i pulled a big card before in my life i i pulled about five years ago four years ago the kobe shack dual logo man out of flawless and wow that was incredible and i sold it and it was great but i kind of fumbled through the process of what i should have done and i always felt i should have graded it so, man, then I started, I was in the airport in Raleigh. And I was like, I've got to fly to Beckett and do this in person. Because, I mean, Lord All right, knows. time out, time out. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't put time it in out, Time out. Okay, hold on. Right, right. So, now, th there's, some, there's, there's some school of thought that when it comes to a one-on-one, grading it can only devalue it if it doesn't come back at least a 9.5 from Beckett. Did you have any concern about that? Um, a little bit. I thought about it, but I also spilled something on myself about every hour and a half, and I just wanted it encapsulated. <laughs> um, I wanted to make sure I didn't do that. But I, I just said, you know what? At the very least, I'm going to have this thing protected. And, I mean, I literally put it right from the pack into a case super careful it looked great it looked centered and i just said you know what let's just be safe if somebody wants to buy it crack it they can now there's been some there's been some misnomers in the hobby about your quote oh, how do i put this level of wealth or whatever and and you've been very open that you're just you know a guy that works a job had some success has been prudent but all of a sudden, you're getting on a plane to grade a card? Dude, I want to live your life. What is up with that? It's crazy. And I know it's funny, too, because I, I, <laughs> I did work in the financial sector for a little bit. And I did well. But, I mean, I was a teacher for eight years. I mean, I'm making $24,000 a year. I mean, I'm not – I don't have a money bin <laughs> I'm diving into at night. And it, and a lot of this stuff in my in my main cave and all that is generosity and having worked in athletic departments and just just what we do you know you trade you all that but i just could not to me it was like I, what would it cost to insure that card it, it probably less than a plane flight good yeah. point i mean good the fair point. question is from Cincinnati to Dallas is about $200 nonstop. That's not bad, but are, are you closer to Cincinnati or closer to Owensboro? Because that's a good four fifteen for Well, home. actually, I, I'm in Raleigh, uh, and I, I grew up in Lexington, but I live in Raleigh, and I'm moving back to Lexington. But for the last two years, I've lived down in Carolina. So 
it was pretty easy from Raleigh to Atlanta to Dallas. It was like 500 bucks. And I was like, man, I feel a lot safer just taking this right there myself. Yeah. Plus, on something like this, it's about the story, right? Like, how do we, how, this is a memory. Sure. So sure. why not just do it? So now, did they you, let you behind the curtain? No. Oh, no way, I right? <laughs> yeah. I should have asked. I, I was just, it was that weird sense of nervousness and relief when you hand that over. It's like, I don't really want to let go of this, but oh God, please take it. So now, did you call ahead to make an appointment or do you just show up and they have this little window for same day service or what's the deal with that? Yeah. So that's why I was documenting because it was like, how does this work if you pull something like this? And they've got this front office there uh, at their at grading services in Dallas. And they've got a little waiting room with a lot of cool stuff. And then the lady at the front desk is super nice. Her name's Kendra. She was from Tennessee. So we're off and rolling on common ground. And you just walk in, you fill it out right there, and they take it back. I just did the same day, so they just took it back in a little red bin. And they said, all right, you'll get an email or give it about two hours, two and a half hours. And I said, fantastic. Went and got something to eat and came back. It was done. That's awesome. So Very you've got cool. this Zion R.J. Barrett 101, comes back uh, 9.5, so you're good to go. But then you shared something that I think just set everybody back in the sense that, wow, this, this kid, he gets it, man. He gets it. So tell us, tell us the next chapter of the story. So the next chapter is, you know, I, I was going around and, and I'm watching my social media and people are saying thank you, just like you guys were saying, thanks for not showing us the journey and all of this. And like I said, I was a teacher. And I'm back in my hotel room in Dallas that night, and I'm thinking, what's the end of this, this story, this, this journey? And I was sitting there thinking, I, like, I've been blessed a lot with just cards and different things. And I'm like, I don't think the best end to the story is Jimmy gets more stuff. Um, not that there's anything wrong doing it. I'm going to sell cards and get more cards. That's going to happen. But for this particular story this two case hits stuck together and this crazy just crazy collecting once in a life moment I was like well what else can we do and I had worked at uh, for four years at a foster group home full time uh, it's in the mountains of North Carolina and it is for abused abandoned neglected children and, and y'all I'm talking about it's the worst of the worst stuff you can think of. And this place takes them in and starts scrubbing and rehabbing and therapy and all this. It's K through 12, it's therapists on call. And, and my wife and I, and she's as much a part of this story as anybody, um, we're house parents where you live with the kids week on, week off, week on, week off. Um, and you are their parents. So after doing that for four years, it, it always stays close to your heart. Um, and sure, sure. I was just thinking, so the, the, who really needs what this card can bring in? And that was the first thing that popped in my head. And I, I go to my wife and I'm like, I know we've got bills to pay and all these different things, but I think, I think 
this might be the way to go. What do you think? And she's like, absolutely. Absolutely. So then I make that video, and then next thing you know, I'm on Goju DS Live. It was just crazy. Like, it, everything just kind of blew up even more than it already had. But the other thing was, and I'm sorry I'm yapping. I mean, like I said, teacher problem here. But so much of this stuff happens in the card community all the time when something's going on and dudes jump in and like, hey, man, I got you and a chip in and they help out. And you, you see that all the time. And if I hear one more person when I'm talking about collecting cards, tell me, oh, yeah, I thought they all that whole industry died or this or that. Or, that's not I just want to scream. I'll be like, well, fine. We're going to use this card also to send a message to say this community is awesome. This kind of stuff happens all the time behind the scenes. And like, I'm proud to be spending my time and my disposable income and my energy in this, in this hobby. And to me, that was the other piece of doing this. Pretty incredible. Thank you, Jimmy. That's cool. So the card is on you've been doing the media tour i know you were on let me get that potograph you're on our show you've been talking to some blogs there's the card in hand it's on ebay right yes what's bidding up to now and how much time is left so i did a 10-day auction uh just to make sure that i had enough time to get as many eyes on this as possible. So the goal was, you know, 100% of this goes to the Cross Norris School. That's the name of the school. And it is up for 10 days. It ends Wednesday at 740. And um, it was funny. I was texting with the CEO of the school. I said, this is going up. Let's watch it here in the first part. And in 90 seconds, it went to three grand. In eight minutes, it went to eight <laughs> grand. And then now it's sitting at just under $16,000. And <laughs> I mean, we got a week left. Oh, I know. I mean, you know how these things go. It can it can get crazy in that last sixty seconds. I I bet it hits twenty grand. I bet it hits twenty grand. Let's go for it. Come on, guys. Seriously, I mean, come on, you guys can do it. I, I'm not keeping a cent. It doesn't go it, like all that goes to people that really need it, and it's implicit. Like I trust them implicitly. So, and that's the other part. Like, it just shows everything I was talking about. Like, everybody's been retweeting it and doing all this great stuff. Like, so let's go 20 grand. Let's go high. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, have you been able to get any engagement from Zion or RJ in particular? Or what are some of the other larger brands? Um, has anybody in the NBA yet picked up on this story? So, not yet, but funny enough. I'm actually going to New York tomorrow and I'm going to a Knicks um, Kings game on Saturday and then staying for the, the Champions Classic next Tuesday, which is Kentucky, Michigan State, Kansas, and Duke. And I've got some friends that work in the NBA and um, I've got some friends that work actually at MSNBC. And one of we talked to them today, they're, they're going to pitch it. So who knows? Cool. We'll see. But we're trying. See, see you on uh, NBA on NBC on Saturday morning. Is that is that what we're going to see? If that happened, you have, they'd have to wheel me in because I'd just faint. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be on well, a you gurney. Can, you can use the recording of this as your sizzle reel. Perfect. How are they going to say no then, right? I hope so. I'd be, I, I mean, I've been watching. Yeah. This has been my favorite stuff since Ahmad Rashad and, like, 
NBA on Saturday morning. Well, and if I can, if I can ask too, Tommy, uh, sorry, Jimmy, Jimmy, I misread (laughs) in the comments at the same time, Uh, Jimmy, like, so you, it's really cool seeing this happen, not just to a collector, but to someone like you who shares your collecting with people. And I know some people are a little shy and that's fine too. Um, but is, isn't part of what makes this special for everyone? The fact that you actually, you didn't know this was in that pack when you opened the pack, but you were filming you were sharing it already with the community, and this is just like icing on that cake. Um, you know, talk about what you're sharing on a daily basis outside of this and just, you know, the community. Well, so it, it's crazy because I've got primarily where most of my interaction had been was Instagram. Because, and it's, it's I think it went over 14,000 followers this week, which still baffles me because it was all an accident. I, I've been collecting since mm-hmm. I was eight. And, you know, 90% of this stuff was here when I started that account about four years ago. I was recovering from Mm -hmm. a shoulder surgery. I was like, well, I've got to sit here for five weeks or four weeks. I'm just going to take pictures of my cards and stuff and see if somebody will talk to me while I'm stuck. And next thing I know, it's (laughs) 2,000 followers. Well, so I tried trading on there, but that got a little hard because people were like, hey, can I see your Yankee stuff or can I see your Bull stuff? And it's like, that's going to take three days for me to get (laughs) in one place and so i kept going and finally said look nothing's for trade nothing's for sale let's just enjoy this together and i'll post what i get and you talk to me and let's ask questions and hang out so that's how it happened i was just opening the new prism draft picks and people love to hop on there when i'm opening stuff and we just kind of yap and like well what do you think this guy's gonna do and is tyler hero's really good isn't he and here we go and And I just like to kind of, again, I think it goes back to the teaching side of me, where it's like, how can I Mm -hmm. educate and inform the young collectors since they're the future? Who can I connect with that's that's older or has questions or getting back in the hobby? I get a lot of that. Hey, man, I'm just getting back. I found you on here. What's your advice? And so I just said, well, I'm just going to hop on every time I can at the end of the day and, and hang out. And that's when RJ and Zion rolled in. (laughs) awesome well again jimmy thank you for taking some time to share this story thank you for your just overwhelming generosity uh to people who certainly need it and deserve it and uh we're going to be rooting that this thing breaks 20 grand and we're also going to be rooting and praying that it gets even more eyeballs through some bigger press even then here in the hobby. So uh, God bless you, my man. And again, thank you and keep on collecting, bro. You got it. And thank y'all for doing what you do and being that, that positive influence in the hobby where we can tune in. And like I said, I just love listening to y'all and appreciate it. It's a dream to come on here and do this with you. So thank you. You got it, my friend. All right. The one and the only Kentucky cards some of the best damn luck I have ever seen Jimmy (laughs) Mahan awesome thanks Jimmy see y'all very cool take care see you man well uh, just real quick also not only can you catch him on Twitter at at Kentucky cards on Instagram the handle is Kentucky basketball cards all spelled out so make sure if you are on Instagram and you want to follow him and go back and watch that video of him opening the packs um, though it's funny, Rob, too, you did say the luckiest man you know. 
I was following him for a bit. That whole week was crazy. Earlier that week, he had a pack of Prism that had a gold-signed Zion and a <laughs> non-auto that was super low-numbered, like a prismatic refractor, bubble fractor of Zion in the same pack. So, Insane. Um, so he's a fun, fun collector to watch. And as you saw, though, none of it goes to his head. Um, so incredible move doing that charity auction of that card. Yeah, just what a blessing it's going to be to that to that school um, and some people who really need it. So awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. That was the biggest hobby news story of the week by far, but we've got several more to talk about. So let's dive into some news, notes, and nuggets in this week's hobby happenings. Well, StockX is the world's first stock market for things. Things. It's a live bid-ask marketplace for high-end consumer goods. And the premise being that the market demand will set the actual price versus an arbitrary asking price, like you get on eBay or CompC or other sites. Well, the site's initial focus was on sneakers and four sneakerheads, including you know things like highly collectible retro Jordans. Well, now the company's turning its attention to sports cards with its first exclusive initial public offering, or IPO. StockX actually partnered with Topps to release 2019 Bowman Chrome X, which is essentially a partial parallel of cards from 2019 Bowman Chrome Baseball. See, every box of Bowman Chrome X features an exclusive green X-Fractor, numbered to 31 of a prospect or rookie, and all the cards have been pre-graded by PSA, with all the cards being either a mint PSA 9 or a gem mint PSA 10. So there are 1,100 single boxes and 400 five-box cases being offered. So how the exact pricing will be determined is the true functionality behind stock x watch this video as ceo josh luber explains in very simple detail i'm josh luber co-founder of stock x coming to you from the sports center desk here in our studio in detroit michigan to talk to you about something that is frankly maybe the biggest thing that we've ever done this is initial product offering we're releasing products directly into the market at a true market price. This Topps IPO is now for the first time ever giving trading card collectors the ability to set the price they wanna pay the fair market price for a box of wax. It's a blind auction, so pay attention. Here's how it works. You start by picking the product that you wanna buy. Now, we made the Bowman Chrome X with Topps, numbered to 31, and there's two different ways that you can buy this. There's a one card box and there's a five box case. So find the product page of the one that you want and bid what you want to pay for it. But remember, your bid is blind, which means that no one can see what you bid and you can't see what anyone else bids. The really interesting part comes when we select the winner at the end of the IPO. So let's say there were 20 boxes available of the Bowman Chrome X. There's a lot more, but just for purpose of this, the top 20 bids win. That makes sense, right? These are the 20 people that are willing to pay the most for this item. But let's say the top bid is $1,000 and then down 800, 700, et cetera, et cetera. The 20th highest bid is $200. Well, the 20th highest bid, that's the clearing price. 
And the best part about this is everybody pays the clearing price. Even the person that bid $1,000 only pays $200. 19 of those 20 people get the box for less than what they're willing to pay. So that's it. That's a StockX IPO. StockX, now you know. So the total number of bids received was 2,621 for the 1,100 available single boxes and 2,220 for the 400 available cases. We're still waiting to hear what the price was of the bid of the 1,100 for the 1,100 box, shall we say, or bid. Um, we're going to pay attention to StockX because we definitely have some questions, but more on that in the future. Uh, Rob, there's one thing that GoGTS Live cares about, and that's collectors who want to work in the hobby. So we're excited to have another job opening to announce in the business side of the hobby. Steel City Collectibles in McKeesport, Pennsylvania is hiring a full-time marketing coordinator. First off, what a cool thing to hear that they're so successful they need a full-time marketing coordinator. Uh, the summary of the position states, we are seeking a full-time applicant to maintain and grow our social media and marketing division. Expansion will come through an increased social media presence, sales promotions, so make sure you're following them on social media, showcasing unique inventory and product and event reviews. So if you're interested, visit Steel City's career page at www.steelcitycollectibles.com slash careers and submit your resume via the email address provided. A while back, we told you about a company called Rally Road that is offering collectors the opportunity to take stock in valuable sports cards and memorabilia they wouldn't be able to afford entirely on their own. Rally Road builds itself as a platform where blue chip collectibles are turned into stocks, making the tangible asset investments of the wealthy available to everyone. How do they do this? By offering fractional ownership in high-end collectibles. Sports Collectors Daily reported that a 1952 Mickey Mantle in an SGC7 near Mint was the first initial offering of a sports item by the company. And with a goal of $132,000, 264 investors quickly gobbled up the available mantle stock at $132 per share in a matter of minutes. The mantle is now closed to new investors until the first trading window, which generally occurs 30 to 90 days after the close of the initial offering. The second offering was a 1971 game model autographed jersey from Hall of Fame uh, outfielder Willie Mays, worn during his final season with the San Francisco Giants. There's an autograph on each side of the stained uniform front. And the initial offering was 2,000 shares available for the jersey with the price set at $28.50 per share. The estimated opening value of the jersey was $57,000. And again, the offering was totally funded within minutes. So from these first couple stories we've heard, regardless of what your personal feelings are regarding collectibles as stock initiatives or equivalents, 
there certainly seems to be demand for these types of products. Uh, if you have ever made fun of somebody who wears an autographed jersey to a sporting event, well, you're not going to like this next story. I, however, freaking love it. Wearable collectibles is what we're talking about. That's what one company has in mind as the latest thing. Sports Collectors Daily is reporting that Authentic Heroes, a New Jersey-based company owned by Global Fiber Technologies, has developed a process to extract the fibers from player-worn jerseys to create multiple pieces of clothing from one jersey that it will then sell to fans. Of course, if they're not jerseys, I'm going to be very disappointed. The company says that each jersey will be authenticated before it's uh, defibered. Each piece of created clothing sold will be numbered and accompanied by a UV pin light that highlights the fibers that came from the game. The newly created clothing will include jerseys, hoodies, and sweatshirts, but other items also will be made. The first player to be featured, Brett Favre. The company says it also has a deal in place with Jerome Bettis and is working with Warren Sapp, Brian Dawkins, and six other former NFL players with plans to grow considerably. The shirts will cost $249, but will be available in mid-November for a discounted launch price of $199. And if that sounds hard to stomach, keep in mind, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Greater Good Fund, which covers health insurance and the welfare of former active uh, former players who were active prior to the 1990s. I don't know, Rob. Fractions of sports cards, game-used jersey threads. <laughs> Could these make their way back into the hobby someday? Um, speaking of memorabilia and relics, I thought the results of this poll recently run by well-known Twitter user Korean Cardboard were quite interesting. He asked simply, would you care if card manufacturers stopped releasing relics altogether? Almost 600 people responded, and somewhat surprisingly to me at least, was that 65% of respondents answered no. The reason I'm surprised is that if starting on January 1st, 2020 of this year, relics and memorabilia disappeared completely, I feel like many of those who said they wouldn't care would be the first ones crying foul. Ivan, what's your take on this poll? Uh, I voted in the the um, I would care because uh, I just think it's a little too extreme. I think there are quite a few great relic cards out there. Um, there's some that I don't like as much. There's some that I do love. And I even had, I had a really unique experience this year where I did pull a little dime sized piece of one color cloth, but it was an Albert Pujols. And I thought just that brings me closer to the game, but I'm a simpleton. That's I, I'm a simpleton too. I, uh, I voted that I would care cause I do think they have their place and certain single colored, you know, Jersey swatches have their place in certain products and two and three and four color patches have their places in other products. So, but I was really surprised with the results of that. Uh, but that's that's that. Go ahead. Yep. Take the next story. Well, it's amazing to think of how far grading has come in many respects since PSA's inception in 1991. The company just graded its one millionth Pokemon card. 
the historic PSA wow. certified Pokemon card turned out to be the full art Charizard GX card from the 2019 Pokemon Sun and Moon Hidden Fates expansion set. And now I know how my wife feels when I talk about sports cards. Uh, this is a colorful card depicting the popular monster, and this Charizard example is featured in its alternate and rare shiny black color. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I really know how my wife feels now. Uh, it received PSA's highest grade of Gem Mint 10, though, so perfect timing on that submitter, getting the one millionth Pokemon card in a Gem Mint 10. Yeah, they showed a uh, sent a press release talking about this a little bit and how in the first couple of years there was only so many and then so many. I mean, it's just grown exponentially. Uh, for years, Upper Deck has actively given back to the brave men and women serving uh, the surrounding community of Greater San Diego with products that help them engage others during the Halloween season and beyond. Well, this week, Upper Deck once again hosted their annual Trick or Trade event. Trading cards have always been a great alternative to candy, so this year Upper Deck donated over 10,000 packs to members of local law enforcement, fire departments, and first responders, who they in turn then will use them to build trust in their communities. Local media attended, getting even more publicity, so way to go, Upper Deck. In other Upper Deck news, they sent an email to dealers and distributors yesterday announcing that Upper Deck has signed Anthony Davis as an exclusive Upper Deck authenticated spokesperson, which is actually pretty good timing coming off a 40-20 performance just the night before. Of note to all of us, the deal does not affect his trading cards, so it's kind of a win-win it sounds like. Also, this sign was recently seen at a Target store and states, Dear Target customers, oh, they are dear, aren't they, Rob? <laughs> Starting November 1st, any customers caught searching or opening Target sports card products will be charged with theft and trespassed from all Target stores. We appreciate your cooperation with this matter. Now, while I don't know what being trespassed from a store means... And whether or not this is an official sign or the possibility it was simply placed by a frustrated collector, I, for one, am in full support of this as a company-wide policy. Let Target know. You can tweet them, Instagram them, Facebook them, call up customer service, do whatever it takes. I agree. Well, this past summer, we told you about a project for a web series called The Card Show that was being pitched by renowned photographer Nick Wasika. Nick's work's been featured on numerous trading cards that collectors may already be familiar with, and it's even been used on product packaging. Well, Nick's idea for the web series is based on the stories behind capturing the images and how they make their way to trading cards. Well, yesterday, Nick announced through Twitter that in partnership with Upper Deck, the project is officially a go. Titled The Card Show, The Hunt for Hughes, it will document Nick's travels across the country taking photos of Jack Hughes, the NHL's number one overall draft pick in 2019, for use on his Upper Deck rookie cards throughout the season. The last episode will be filmed next Wednesday, November 6th at Absolute Sports Cards in 
Savage, Minnesota to coincide with the release day for Upper Deck Series 1 Hockey. Upper Deck will be releasing these videos through its various social channels in the coming weeks. And we'd like to say congrats, number one, to Nick, and thanks to Upper Deck for stepping up to get this great idea produced. Camera lens relic cards? <laughs> well, they're back. Tops is bringing back its popular holiday packs promotion. So beginning Feb Friday, November 15th, collectors who stop into a participating store and make a minimum purchase of $20 should receive a complimentary three-card pack of exclusive Bowman Chrome cards. Thanks, Tops. And that's a look at this week's Hobby Happenings. Anything you want to unpack while I show this box that we're going to open before I put it in front of the uh, box break camera? I mean, a lot of good stuff there, a lot of interesting stuff. Um, I know it sounds absurd, Rob. I love when I see a signed jersey at a sporting event that someone is wearing. I think that's cool. I don't know what people's problem is with it. I find that the deep sports card collector tends to have a bigger problem with it than obviously the, you know, 30 or so people per sporting event I see that has it on. So I like the idea of that program, assuming it's game used, not event worn or player worn. Um, and, uh, and that the donation side is, is up to par, but I imagine since it's the athletes charity, it's probably tied into the contracts with the donations and the players. Absolutely. So. Um, Moving right along. Wow, show's flying. Um, let's take a look at what's going to be popping on store show shelves next week or your favorite online retailer, your favorite group case breaker. But it is a, a mix of products sure to be a big hit with everybody. So we're going to kick things off with 2019 Topps Dynasty baseball cards. Dynasty is going to deliver a protective plastic case. There'll be a card in it, and it's going to be one of the following. An autograph patch, a cut signature, an autograph dual relic grates, or a cut signature dual relic legend in every box. The award-winning Topps Dynasty returns in 2019, featuring all autographed patches signed on card and numbered to 10 or less. All new this year, look for Dynasty autograph batting glove cards and Dynasty legendary dual autographs. So, yeah, one of those various hits in every box, it hit store shelves November 6th. Wow. High end. Rob, we've got an exciting preview product in many ways. Uh, Prism Draft Picks Baseball Cards is going to deliver five autographed cards of this year's Major League Baseball Draft Picks, many of them for the very first time on cardboard. Uh, this coming on the heels of the exciting NCAA news that NCAA will allow athletes to be paid for their likeness. So this arguably might be the last 
Prism Draft Picks car uh, set that features guys after they've been drafted, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Um, but that said, this year's set features players on highly sought-after Optichrome cards. Each box has five autographs, um, including not only the draft picks, but also college ties autographs, pairing together two rookies from the same alma mater. And look for more of those color blast inserts. Uh, not a whole lot more, though. Again, super rare insert set featuring 30 of 2019's best rookies and prospects. And, of course, the names always matter, so look for some of the top, top draft picks like Hunter Bishop and Adley Rushman, as well as Andrew Vaughn, Corey Lee, and many others. And, of course, chase those base silvers in this product like we just were in Panini Prism Football. Check this out in Hobby Shelves show stores this week. Next up, we close out the 2018-19 NBA basketball collecting season with the briefcase flawless which is going to deliver eight autographs plus that memorabilia card and the famous diamond card so collect the top rookies of 2018-19 nba rookie class in the premier high-end set to close out the 2018-19 release year every autograph in flawless is of course signed on card so look for only the best of the best signature premium brand collect some of the most sought after rookie cards of the 2018-19 nba rookie class base rookies are sequentially numbered to 20 and each features an actual diamond embedded in the card look for the first game worn jerseys from the 2018-19 rookie class as well find jumbo prime memorabilia swatch autographs star swatch signatures flawless patches and more when this hits store shelves next week. Well, Rob, you just showed us the top of the top. Now I'm gonna show you what every collector can love because it's super exciting. It's pretty much your first look at some of the NBA rookie class in their NBA uniforms with Panini Hoops NBA basketball cards. And get this, each hobby box of hoops is gonna deliver two autographed cards in addition to the numerous inserts and parallels. So that's right, you'll be able to find names like John ja Morant, RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish, spinning around packs of this, uh, Rue Hachimura, and Zion Williamson in 2019-20. Hops, hoops. I don't know why I can't say it. It's because all the players are jumping in their pictures. And there's something about this design that really harkens back to the hoops of my childhood. Um, well, maybe it's the base hoops tribute inserts. Uh, which look like a direct design from when we were kids. But yeah, that's right. Here's hoops, and you can get Kobe Bryant signatures in these packs. You can get Allen Iverson signatures in these packs. You can get Rookie Inc. featuring autographs of the 2019-20 rookie class. Lots of incredible inserts. Lots of things to chase in this. And of course, look for those rare hobby exclusive base artist-proof gold cards numbered to just 10 and the vibrant base set uh, with exciting photos of this year's rookies and top veterans and stars. It's gonna be an exciting product. I'm gonna look for it on shelves everywhere this week. The NBA season doesn't start until the release of hoops. 
Hops. Well, it's finally here, Collectors. 2019-20 Upper Deck Series 1 NHL Hockey Cards. One of the most anticipated product releases of the year across all sports. It's going to deliver six Young Gun rookies, four Upper Deck Canvas cards, four UD Portrait cards, and one Shooting Stars card in every box. This year's flagship release is destined to be one of the most in-demand products in recent years. Look for the potential and highly anticipated NHL debuts of Jack Hughes, Capo Caco, Alex Turcotte, Kirby Doc, and many more top NHL draft picks. So, case hits this year, six Young Guns Upper Deck Canvas rookies, one clear-cut PETG insert, and one autographed card as well. Look for a 250-card regular set with 198 base cards, 49 Young Guns, and three checklists. Look for the highly sought-after exclusive, high-gloss, and clear-cut parallels as well. Shooting Stars returns with 10 star players from the center, right wing, and defensive positions. Be on the lookout for super rare red parallels, one in every box. Generation Next returns featuring many of the top young players in the NHL youth movement and collect jersey and premium patch parallel versions as well. The clear-cut PETG insert returns and includes themes like cup components to go alongside the multiplayer clear-cut foundation and clear-cut leaders. One last note, new, help celebrate Upper Deck's anniversary with the 30 years of Upper Deck insert highlighting all the classic Upper Deck hockey designs and featuring uh, classic spokespeople like Wayne Gretzky, Patrick Watt, and Connor McDavid. Enjoy the celebration that is Upper Deck Series 1 Hockey Release Day. And that wraps it up for Hot in the Shop. Updating the Twitter poll, 211 votes, pretty much the same, 64% Juan Soto. All right, so Rob, real real quick, yeah. we have some hobby news that I can't believe missed hot in the shop, and I have to get your take on it. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It was what I realized as I was talking about Prism draft picks. Two days ago, the NCAA voted unanimously for student athletes to be able to be compensated for the use of yep. their name, image, and likeness. Yep. I've seen lots of talk about EA Sports uh, college football coming back as a game, but wow, what does this mean for the hobby, Rob? That's huge. Mm, we don't know exactly what it'll mean. That's why I didn't think that it warranted being a story because all we can do is speculate, which we don't really do on this show. Oh yeah. So you would think that yeah, they're gonna you know next year's well, who knows? I mean. Th some of the language is so ambiguous and I don't think even they know. Um, but is there a chance that there will be current year basketball players in your basketball product, current year football players in uh, who knows? So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But can you imagine the impact of that? If you were able to, to do it, I mean, just because oh, we man, know I'd, I'd like it. I'd I was like sitting here it. talking about prism and saying, you know, Hey, they may, you know, if they start printing way too much because of demand, because there just aren't enough products, well, if there's actually college products available with 
college current players, that can offset some of the demand we have right now and also keep the uh, league licensing printing down a bit. Like, it could actually work out in everybody's mm. favor. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Um, I would think that the manufacturers would actually take the opposite stance and look at it as an opportunity to make one or two additional products. Oh, yeah, additional products, yes. But I'm saying the print run of the existing products could at least not inflate to meet demand because there's new products could, that could, could meet the demand. Could. I mean, is it really that big of a deal? I mean, when Prism Draft football comes out, the football season has really just ended. The draft happened, and a lot of the players that were seniors or juniors that are draft eligible are in that product anyway. So you're saying that you think it's a big deal that that product could come out two years earlier and highlight the players that are juniors. I don't know. I just No, I think I, it's huge because if you look at Travis Lawrence uh, Leaf autographs, of which there are very, very few, um, just from the the perfect game or whatever, Trevor Lawrence. That's why it, it just ruined on this. You see, I don't watch college sports enough, but Trevor Lawrence Leaf autographs are selling for four hundred dollars, and that's only possible because he played in the All American game. Well, imagine if they were able to put f high demand freshmen that had a great yeah, season. Yeah, how would that work? Sophomores so that had a. I would know. think that you would have to have a CLC license. So I yeah. think Leaf gets burnt that, you know, I mean. Unless Leaf can go after certain players for exclusives, because remember, the players can get compensated now. It doesn't have to necessarily go through the school. Yeah, it could create true. more competition for Leaf. Yeah, and, I would prefer it to go through the school, I think. And that's why I'm, I'm concerned about the ambiguity of it. They don't know mm -hmm. what they're going to do. And. So I'm really just taking a let's wait and see. To yeah. me, this will be news next year. Yeah. Well, um, we'll have we'll have details, but I I think it's news this year, um, just in the sense of uh, that was a great conversation. I loved hearing your side of it. All righty. Well, uh, get to work pulling some winners for tonight while we close out our last uh, part four and our last look at. Uh, Collecting modern cards of players involved in the Black Sox scandal of 1919 with Shoeless Joe Jackson, who to his absolute dying day denied any active part in the fix and whose only crime appears to have been not communicating the plot to team owner Charles Comiskey and or league officials based on his performance Jackson hit 375 in the series with 12 hits and no fielding errors and obviously not complicit in the fix itself well the Beckett database lists Jackson as having a total of 594 cards including 225 memorabilia cards four cut signature cards zero officially designated rookie cards and 374 serial numbered cards we'll take a closer look at some of Jackson's most collectible memorabilia cards back in 2001, Upper Deck released a truly game-changing product in the form of SP Legendary Cuts. For years, this very game-used bat card carried a secondary market value of $500 or more. Wow. Also in that product, a dual bat card with Paul Wayner 
hand numbered to 25 was also mm-hmm. issued. And believe it or not, yes, it was printed crooked like you see here. He said Wayner. <laughs> At the National Sports Collectors Convention in 2008, then Don Ross hobby marketing manager Scott Prusha told me live on the Card Corner Club radio show that the company, despite losing its MLB license in 2005, had recently acquired a Shoeless Joe Jackson game-used bat and that collectors could expect to see memorabilia cards later that year. One of the first of which would come in a multi-sport product called Sports Legends. And it featured Jackson along with another band player in Pete Rose. Part of the Legends of the Game insert set, it features a Rose jersey and Jackson bat and is hand-numbered to 100. Excuse me, not hand-numbered, serial-numbered to 100. However, I always thought a better title would have been Banned from the Game. Next came one of the few vertically-oriented memorabilia cards Jackson has in 2008 Don Ross Threads. The card features a smiling Jackson on a clean design, and it was also numbered to 100. And then things got crazy with the release of another game-changing product in 2008 Don Ross Prime Cuts. That product alone produced 25 different cards which showcased a Joe Jackson game-used bat piece. And then when taking into account those cards' various production runs, Don Ross flooded the market that year with over 480 unique Shoeless Joe Jackson bat cards and forever tanked the secondary market values of all others released before and after this product's release. Well, after being acquired by Panini in 2009, Joe Jackson back cards took a bit of a hiatus because in 2010, without an MLB or MLBPA license, Panini had limited options to incorporate Jackson into products. So they issued this card as part of their Century Legends product. However, they came roaring back in 2011 after Panini acquired an MLBPA license. The first card of which was this one, released in limited and numbered to 199. Then came the reintroduction of Prime Cuts, and the hobby went crazy when the first ever Shoeless Joe Jackson Bat Barrel card was teased by Panini prior to the product's release. Panini was much more prudent with their usage and limited the number of Joe Jackson bat cards inserted into the product to a total of just 65 total cards, including uh, all production runs. In 2012, Panini included Jackson in Golden Age on one of the most beautiful trading cards ever created. A bold black and white image of Jackson dominates the foreground against a ticket of the 1919 World Series in the background. The Bat Swatch card is numbered to 99. Later that year, Panini released Jackson's first Bat Knob card in National Treasures. And 2012 Panini National Treasures Baseball includes a checklist of 296 different Jackson Bat cards. Well, that was followed that same year, 2012, with another 225 cards. And Jackson has been part of every Panini America baseball release, it seems, ever since. 
with regards to Jackson's cut autographs, he's only had a handful with the first coming once again from 2009 sport Kings, like our prior subjects that was followed by this card from 2010 leaf sports icons cut signature edition. It sold through heritage auctions in 2011 for $26,290 after being awarded to a lucky redemption winner at that year's national sports collectors convention. Panini included a total of six Shoeless Joe Jackson cut signature cards in 2012 Prime Cuts, but surprisingly, I couldn't find a single image. And finally, historic autographs included Jackson in a cut signature card aptly titled, Why the Hall Not? And that's a look at some of the key modern cards of the one and only Say It Ain't So Shoeless Joe Jackson. All right, Rob. Question of the day. Question of the day. You can only get one on a modern license trading card. Shoeless Joe or Pete Rose? Well, for me, as a White Sox fan, that's a no-brainer. Shoeless Joe Jackson. I agree. Move along. 21-14 San Francisco 49ers over the Arizona Cardinals in the third quarter. But I am, Kyler Murray does have a touchdown drive himself, and Kenyon Drake has a touchdown run in his first game as a Cardinal. I am blessed uh, to own three of those cards we talked about tonight, actually. Ooh. I own that Joe Jackson back card from Golden Age. I own an SP Legendary Cuts, and I own the 2008 legends of sport with rose and jackson now did you buy them when they first came out or did you wait until that saturation point and then um i bought them pretty quickly yeah i actually i traded for the one out of uh um this is an interesting story actually uh after i got approval from my business partners on cardboard connection radio i traded mojo breaks advertising on the radio show for the 2012 golden age card <laughs> and we know your price <laughs> so all right with that uh, we're going to tell you a little is, bit about is, our sponsors brondo no i'm just kidding um okay all right so we got okay. lots of prizes to give away tonight um really exciting show uh, a good number, but also nice and tight. We got three boxes worth. So the first winner is going to get this entire set of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cards. Before we announce the winners, though, we got to give a big shout out to all the Twitch subscribers, including Rep Diaz, who not only subscribed again, but gave away his 25th subscription. Thanks, Rep. Giving away 25 subscriptions. Rep Diaz there. Um, so those go a small way towards offsetting our shipping costs. So if you have Amazon Prime, Twitch subscription comes free with that. Uh, so do go ahead and use Twitch Prime to subscribe. Thanks, Alex Kent and Chris Plowman, both for your subscriptions today as well. Uh, that said, whoever you are, you have to be watching right now in order to win. This is when we announce the winners. And if you hear your name called, email the show. Go GTS Live at gogts.net. It's on the little crawl right over there. Let us know your name 
your mailing address, what you won, and your Twitter handle so we can cross-reference all those things and make it a nice, easy, streamlined process. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Uh, first person to do that is going to be Dan Swenson for that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles art set. So congratulations, Dan Swenson. Uh, you're pretty active on social media. Post some more pics. Give us some close-ups of some of those cards because those are really cool looking. We want to see that when it arrives. Um, next up from Panini Prism Football, we've got the Devin Singletary Base Prism Auto. Uh, well, he's not football crazy. He's baseball crazy. That's right. Baseball crazy four. You are the winner of that card. Next up, the Isaac Bruce auto numbered to 75. I actually don't know if he's a Rams fan, but he is uh, in, in Southern California stocking PMS. Congratulations. I hope that you're an old school Rams fan and enjoy that Isaac Bruce autograph. Uh, and then the Julian Love autograph numbered to just 10 is going to Peeve Meister. Congratulations, Peeve Meister, on that win. All right, switching up to baseball, we've got uh, the Trey Turner uh, patch card, bat card. What was it? It's cloth, right? Jersey swatch. Numbered to nine. That's going to Chef Michael Smith. Congratulations, Chef Smith, Chef Michael. Uh, the Carlos Correa patch is going to Bloop and a Blast. Bloop and a Blast. Congratulations. The Evan Longoria patch is going to NC Kid Cards. I'm guessing that means North Carolina Kid. That's just a guess, though. But NC Kid Cards. And then the Raycel Iglesias auto patch is going to Cards Coppin. Cards Coppin. And then let's finish up with that Kyle Schwarber autographed Derby Dingers going to the Card Cowboy. Congratulations. So that's it. Nine winners tonight. A little bit easy, a little bit simple, but lots of fun. Um, lots of good hobby news, notes, nuggets, and what an interview with Jimmy Mahan. Thank you, Jimmy. Everybody, make sure you follow him on social media. Make sure you check out that Zion Williamson. And if you know anybody in NBA publicity, let them know because it's such a cool story. Absolutely. Uh, special thanks to Jimmy for taking some time out uh, to join us. Thanks to Emily Kless at Tops, Tracy Hackler at Panini America for providing um, product for us to preview and give away. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of GoGTS Live, the Hobbies web show. Um, for Ivan Lovegren, I'm Rob Bertrand. Special thanks to James Gale behind the scenes. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the Hobbies web show. In the meantime, you know what to be doing. Always be collecting. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.